It's the fucking Jesus Plays Pokemon podcast, bitch. Bruh, like, I, I love Pokemon, I love battling and shit, but, like, at the same time, like, there'd be times I'd just be wanting to fucking kill myself because of RNG, man. Like, fuck. Holy fuck that did a lot. And we are back for another episode of Jesus Plays Pokemon. And on this episode, I'm going to be going over the main bird Pokemon of Kanto, Pidgeot. And I remember in the anime, man, you know, when Ash had his Pidgeotto, you know, it's a pretty useful team member. He used it for a lot of battles, even though it did get its ass whooped in a lot of battles, but... I mean, albeit when Ash was fucking first coming up in the anime, that motherfucker was getting his ass whooped because he was a novice, mediocre trainer, you know what I mean, at the beginning of the series, you know, he's still young. But regardless of that, uh, I know all you guys remember when uh, the Pidgeotto, he evolved into the Pidgeot because he was trying to save uh, that other group of, like, uh, Pidgey and all those other little forest-dwelling uh, bird Pokemon. You know, he was trying to protect them, so he evolved in the battle against that Firo. Because that motherfucking Firo was just pulling up everywhere, trying to get that smoke. <laughs> Literally pulling up, trying to get some smoke. And Ash was riding his fucking... He was riding on that goddamn Pidgeot. And then he beat that goddamn Firo's ass. Like, in the anime, they make this motherfucker look like a badass, you know? Fucking bird Jesus with his mohawk and shit. Pidgeot was the fucking... Was dope as hell in the anime, you know what I mean? And, um... Then after that, uh, you know, it was like a similar situation uh, with Butterfree, except, you know, Pidgeot didn't really have a uh, a mate. It was more of he decided to leave his Pidgeot behind because, you know, he wanted it to be there to protect all of the other uh, little forest Pokemon that were living over there just to make sure that that Fero wouldn't come around causing some more havoc so he could keep that motherfucker in check. <laughs> and the funny thing is uh, about all of that is that the anime portrays this this guy as such a fucking badass, but competitive-wise, like, Pidgeot has to be one of the fucking most dreadful competitive mons possibly ever. I mean, there, there's a lot of them, but you could definitely put Pidgeot up there, at least in terms of, like, all the regional birds, because when you try to compare it to the other regional birds, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty lackluster, if you ask me. And uh, I always found it funny, too, because... Um, when I would be using the games and I would be checking stats, I'm like, yo. I, like, I'd mainly use Pidgeot when I was younger just because it was cool as fuck. But then when I actually looked into the stats, I'm like, yo, why am I fucking using this thing? I'm like, Furo is better. Like, he, he's just better. He got better moves. Uh, he has more attack. Um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, pretty sure Furo is, I think it's slower than Pidgeot. Let me double check here. It's, uh, it's slower than Pidgeot, but it's stronger than it, so I was like, yo, like, what the fuck, it's, it's only slightly slower, I'm just like, yo, I might as well just use Firo, because it could actually put in some work, so, yeah, I always found that funny about the anime, but, uh, you know, the only real time that Pidgeot had any kind of, uh, relevancy competitive-wise was when it got a Mega in the 6th generation, you know, but, you know, since we're talking about a generation, there's no Megas, so, you know, we, we, we ain't gonna be covering any of that. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty dreadful, uh, dreadful start for Pidgeot, uh, let me tell you. But, uh, I guess let's go into its typing. So, with a lot of the other, uh, uh, bird 
bird Pokemon of every region, this one being the first one, it's a uh, normal flying type. And the funny thing is, you know, I even remember when I was a kid, you know, I always used to think that that typing would at least resist fighting. But then, you know, when you're older, you get smarter, you start to realize that, oh, it's a normal and flying type. That's why all these fighting type attacks do so much fucking damage to this thing, even though it's neutral, you know, because most of the times it'd be going for really high base power attacks, you know, like close combat, high jump kick, things like that, where they're already high base power, they're going to do a lot. And you're in, in your head, you're thinking, why am, why is it not saying that it's not very effective? But then when you realize, oh, it's a normal and flying type. So what that means is, you know, usually if it was just a flying type, if it didn't have the normal typing, it would resist the fighting, you know, because it's just pure flying. It has the natural resistance to fighting. But because it's part normal, normal is weak to fighting. And while flying resists fighting, the normal part of it makes it neutral. So it cancels out the resistance and just makes fighting type attacks neutral. So that right there is just even more of a detriment to it because, you know, you would think a fucking, you know, a flying fucking bird <laughs> would be able to take on like fighting types, you know, uh, but it, it, it it's just, it, it, it's rough, man. It's rough. You know, there's not a lot of, not too many things going for this guy, but I'm going to try. We're going to try. But yeah. That typing uh, pretty much only leaves it with uh, two resistances to grass and bug. And then it's weak to electric, ice, and rock types. So it only has three weaknesses, but those weaknesses are all fairly common types in uh, the competitive metagame, especially, you know, with the stealth rock weakness. Uh, there's plenty of electric types out there, you know, that are going for Volt Switch or Thunderbolt. You know, for example, like a Zapdos, very prominent Pokemon in uh, competitive uh, Pokemon. You know, it literally just slaps this thing around. So, some pretty, pretty common weaknesses there. And especially the Ice, too, because Ice is a very good uh, offensive type. You know, a lot of Pokemon like to run that as a coverage move to be able to hit certain types. So, that's just another thing that this thing uh, it falls uh, prey to, the so sad man fucking bird jesus man you would think you know this guy would have a little bit more going for him but you know game freak is just like nah nah you're gonna take the scraps motherfucker and that's not even um to talk about its abilities which i'm gonna get into now you would think that they would at least give this thing like a, a decent ability just something you know but all three of its abilities are probably some of the worst abilities competitive wise uh, if it's, like, in-game, you know, you could probably take advantage of some of them, but even then, they, they're just not that great. Like, for instance, uh, this is the ability you're most likely going to be using is uh, Keen Eye, right? So your opponents can't lower this uh, Pokemon's accuracy, and it ignores the evasion boost of the opponent. So, you know, if you're playing in a format where motherfuckers are using double team or minimize a lot of those moves, it, this thing doesn't care. It's going to be able to hit it, its moves with the same accuracy while they're not going to be able to lower your accuracy at the same time. So, I'd say that this ability is the ability that you'd most want to use on it. But it's not really saying much, because in competitive uh, Pokemon, there's no evasion shit, because there's evasion claws, so, you know. Motherfuckers don't deal with that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and then the second ability is Tangled Feet. So, what this does is, it, it's evasion raises one level while it's confused. So, 
in general, there aren't really too many Pokemon out there that are running confusion-based uh, status moves because confusion is like 50-50. You know, it has a 50% chance to hit themselves in confusion or 50% chance they break through when they hit you. So, not a lot of Pokemon are really using that, so it's not really useful ever. So, we're just, we're just going to ignore that Tangled Feet. It's, it's a trash ability. I mean... At least in-game, you could probably use that shit, because there's a lot of Pokemon that like to use those Confuse Rays, like the uh, Zubats and Golbats and all those annoying-ass motherfuckers, or even, like, you know, Ghost Types and things like that. But, it, it, we're talking about in-game, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's not viable if you're trying to use that shit to battle. Like, come on now. And then, and then, this is the, this is the big kicker. It's hidden ability is uh, Big Pecs. So, what this does is it protects the Pokemon from defense-lowering effects, so... I mean, you ever see motherfuckers in competitive running Leer and things like that, or... Whatchamacallit, uh... Scary Face, or anything that lowers your defense? You never see it. You never see it, because you know why? Because it's, it's pretty much a waste of an attack. Why would you lower the fucking stat when you could just either do, like, some kind of, uh... You could induce status on it... Or you could just do damage, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a waste of a move, so... Big Pex is another ability that is also just... Fairly useless on this thing, so... Once again, just... Game Freak said, nah, nah, you gonna get the all these terrible abilities... You ain't gonna get shit. And I know, I know, I've been, uh... been pretty, uh... Mean to Pidgeot and its, uh... Competitive viability, but hey... I'm just being honest, man, like, I, I love this Pokemon design-wise, you know... I've used it in all these video games, you know, on teams before, but once I realized, like, how terrible it was, I was like, yo, why am I gonna fucking use this? Like, if it's not Mega Pidgeot, I'm not gonna fucking use this shit, because this shit is fucking garbage. <laughs> Just plain and simple. But, uh, we're gonna go into its stats, you know. Still gonna be able to give you some sets for this thing, uh, probably something that you probably wouldn't think that I would use this thing for. Uh, once you get to that, but I'm gonna get into its stats, right? So... It has a base stat total of 479. Uh, its HP is base 83. So it actually has a pretty, you know, pretty good HP stat, you know, for a uh, flying type, you know. Pretty good HP stat. Its attack, base 80. So, you know, it has a usable attack stat. It's not uh, amazing. It's not terrible. It's like slightly above average, you know. It's, it's, it's alright. It's not bad. Uh, its defense, base 75. So, has an average defense stat, you know. Uh, wouldn't say it's like super frail, but it's not exactly a defensive juggernaut. Just average defense. Special attack, base seventy. So special attack's pretty uh pretty mediocre. Um, you know, if you're really trying to run any special sets with this thing, it's not really worth it. Like I would say, you know, like uh, for instance, Swellow. I think Swellow has the same base special attack, but the only reason why people run uh special Swellow is because it gets Boom Burst, and Boom Burst is like. 140 base power, uh, normal special type attack, so, with the choice specs, and due to the fact that Swellow is a normal type, it gets a stab bonus, that shit is gonna hit pretty hard, even though its special attack is relatively low, you know, it's relatively weak, especially when you consider that you're gonna be running a speed boosting nature, so, it's not even gonna be at its max to begin with, so... Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely wouldn't rec recommend it on Pidgeot because he doesn't get any kinds of moves like that, like uh, Boom Burst. But you know, it's it, it is what it is. Base seventy. I feel like um, 
it was more used on the Mega Pidgeot because you could take advantage of some of the moves that uh, Pidgeot gets, like Hurricane and uh, Heat Wave. And uh, Mega Pidgeot actually had like a really good uh, special attack, so I think it was like base uh, 135. And it got a nice little speed boost, but you know. We, we, we ain't gonna mention Mega Pidgeot because we're talking 8th gen. There's, there's no Megas. But yeah, special attack is, uh, is relatively mediocre on this guy. And his uh, special defense, base 70, uh, same thing. It's pretty mediocre special defense stat. Uh, you know, it's just like, uh, it's not really meant to be taking attacks like that. It's more of an offensive mon. But you could tell, like, when they were distributing the stats that they tried to, like, keep it uh, more balanced, as more balanced as possible. Whereas, you know, if it were up to me, I would take a lot from its special attack and add it to its attack, you know what I mean? But, hey, I'm not Game Freak, so its stats are going to remain the same, regardless of what I fucking think of uh, how you should use this thing, but... Game Freak will be Game Freak. Uh, and then its best stat is its speed. It's base 101 speed, so it has that very niche speed tier that is above base 100s and below. So it literally outspeeds all those base 100s by, uh, what is it, by 3 points, because it's maxed out at 331, while uh, base 100 maxed out is 328. So you're able to get the jump on a lot of those Pokemon. Which is cool, because I remember in uh, previous generations, I think uh, uh, Pidgey, Pidgeot's speed was actually a little bit lower. I think it was like base uh, like 90-something, like 97, and it would me, me, it would like get a max of like 309. So it was another one of those Pokemon that got a nice little stat buff in later generations. And I think they mainly did that just so uh, its uh, Mega Evolution would be pretty good, because if it was slower, it wouldn't be as good but i'm pretty sure that's why they gave a little buff because this motherfucker has dreadful stats already to begin with and you know it makes sense you know because it's an early route pokemon you get it at the beginning you know it's not supposed to be absurdly broken but then again you can make the case that that shouldn't really matter because if you look at Sinnoh. Uh, Star Raptor or Starly when you first get it right and then it evolves all the way into a Star Raptor. Star Raptor is a fucking beast. Star Raptor is like probably the best regional bird Pokemon to this day, right? So I, I, I honestly that's not even a, a reason for this thing to have relatively low stats. They could make this thing better if they really wanted to because they made Star Raptor amazing. So. I don't know, man. Game Freak, you, you, you don't really got an excuse to be making Pidgeot so goddamn trash, man. Yeah, and I know what you guys are thinking. You're just like, wow, I mean, this is just trashing on Pidgeot, man. Like, how could it possibly have any competitive use? And while, you know, uh, the, the, I, it's just, it has, it has its uses, you know, it's just not gonna be better than a lot of other Pokemon because they outclass it. They're gonna be able to do a better job. But the aim here is to just have this thing have some movesets that you could use that are, uh, in quotation marks, you know, viable, probably more viable in lower tiers, but if you have a high skill level as a trainer, you could definitely, uh, definitely use them in higher tiers as long as you, uh, support it correctly, uh, mainly because, you know, this thing does require a lot of support because it's not a very powerful Pokemon on its own, but going into the sets... Uh, the main set that I would run on this that is, I'd say, the most viable, and you're probably going to be surprised, but it's a more uh, team utility supportive role, right? 
because you want to be able to take advantage of Pidgeot's base 101 speed, right? So the set that I came up with is just very simple, uh, max HP or 248, uh, so that way you could switch into Stealth Rocks more, but uh, regardless, it doesn't matter because we're going to have the heavy-duty boots on this thing, so it doesn't take uh, Stealth Rock damage, right? But regardless, I'd still run 248 HP EVs, so that way you get the max to... I think it's like, what, like 369 for your HP? Yeah, so you'll be at 369 for your HP, and then run everything else in speed with a speed-boosting nature, a, uh, uh, probably a jolly nature. Yeah, you could probably get away with a jolly nature because we're not going to be running special attacks on this, uh, this Pidgeot. So you max out its speed. It's at 331, so you're actually able to get the jump on a lot of Pokemon, uh, even though you're more of like a uh, utility Pokemon, semi-defensive, but you know, you're not going to be eating up attacks super well with this thing because it's not the bulkiest Pokemon in the world, but it's not going to die in like one hit unless it's a super effective move, you know? So, that is the, the one uh, upside to this set. And uh, going into the moves, so for the moves, I have, um, let me go over here. So I have Defog, right? So you're able to support your teammates, get rid of entry hazards. Uh, you know, it gets the move, so it's something you could definitely use on it. Uh, Roost, so you're able to heal back your health after taking a lot of damage. Uh, you'd be able to help uh, Pidgeot survive the battle longer. So yeah, pretty useful to have Roost on this thing. And then um, for the third move slot, I give it U-Turn, right? So, if you're in an unfavorable situation, or in your, if there's like a really defensive Mon in front of you, and a lot of the times those defensive Pokemon are going to be slow as shit, so you're blazing fast at base 330, uh, I said base 331, with your max speed, you're going to be able to outspeed them, and then you could just switch out and go out into something that's going to be able to put in work, and it gives your team a uh, little bit more momentum. And then for the final move slot, it's honestly all up to preference because uh, for the final move slot, I put uh, Toxic, right? So you could just uh, status a Pokemon, you know, wear things down because, you know, you're not really going to be doing too much damage on your own. So it's probably good to have Toxic, you know, you're going to be able to force a lot of switches with that as well. Um, another option that is also good in this move slot is a uh, Tailwind, right? So... If you're running a team where, you know, the Pokemon, they have, like, an average speed stat, you know, and they don't really have any speed-boosting moves, per se, just run Tailwind, because you're most likely going to be able to get the Tailwind off, you know, with your nice little speed stat, and then that way, uh, your other Pokemon, they're going to get that nice plus one uh, speed boost, and they're going to be able to outspeed your opponent's uh, Pokemon for uh, at least, uh, what is it, four turns? Yeah, so you're able to outspeed them for four turns, so fairly useful, and a lot of the time your opponent won't really expect it because <laughs> nobody fucking uses this thing to begin with, so yeah, that's definitely an option right there. And then uh, for another uh, option you could also do, is I have four moves here in this final move slot, uh, I know it's a lot of options for the final move slot, but hey, I mean it's mainly a utility mon, so you might as well have a lot of utility moves that you could interchange if you really want to, depending, you know on your team's needs. So, for another move that I put on there is uh, Whirlwind, right? So, Whirlwind is another attack where, you know, you could just phase a lot of Pokemon out, and for instance, if you have, like, a lot of Pokemon on your team that can set up uh, entry hazards, right? 
whirlwind is perfect because if you really wanted to you could just keep clicking whirlwind over and over and over again until you know something threatening comes out that can outspeed you then obviously you know you're gonna want to switch out but if you really wanted to you could just keep spamming whirlwind and just keep watching all that uh entry hazard damage rack up on your opponent which is a little tactic that you could do if you want to be uh cheesy or just use it to get rid of something that's annoying you know it's able to phase out anything really unless they have like that ability what's it called uh i think it's called suction cups yeah that's what it is but very very rare that a lot of pokemon actually get that ability where you know they can't be phased out so definitely cool little option on pidgeot and then for the final move is uh aerial ace so it's just a nice base 60 uh move where you know it gives it a nice stab move to be able you know knock out fighting types bug types grass types you know get rid of some problematic pokemon so you could at least do some kind of damage but in all honesty like pidgeot is already a fairly weak pokemon so it doesn't really need too many offensive moves on it to begin with because you'd much rather take advantage of the utility because you're just going to be like all right sure aerial ace can't miss and it gets stabbed but it's just there to have an, an attacking option besides U-Turn, but, you know, I just, I don't think it's really fairly useful on this thing because Pidgeot is so weak already, so. That's something to take into account, but it's just definitely there if you want to have a nice little stab option. But yeah, I definitely say this moveset is the best way to use Pidgeot because uh, offensive Pidgeot, it's, it's, it's not it, it's not really it, it's just very, very, uh, disappointing if you're trying to run this thing, like, albeit with, like, a life orb, uh, choice band, whatever it is, you're not gonna get the results that you want if you run this thing as an offensive mon, but in the second set, I mainly run this set just so you could take advantage of Pidgeot's speed stat, you know, because it does have a pretty good speed stat, um, this is going to be a Choice Scarf Pidgeot, right? So it's going to be, um, you know, max max attack, max speed with the Jolly Nature. So uh, you're still going to be at your max speed. And then for the moves, uh, it does get Brave Bird, right? So at least you'll have a fairly hard-hitting uh, flying-type attack for this thing because it's base 120. Obviously, you got to worry about the uh, recoil because it's going to give you back a third of the damage that you dealt to your opponent. But, at least with Brave Bird, you know, you'll be able to hit those fighting types uh, relatively hard, even though Pidgeot is a fairly weak Pokemon overall, the high base power move is going to help mitigate that, right? But, since it is a Choice Scarf set, just know, I'm going to be locked into that Brave Bird, so if something else comes in that resists, you're going to have to get the fuck out of there, right? Uh, for the second move, I have U-Turn. Uh, once again, just like the other set, I mainly have it there just so you could have some nice momentum, so you could switch in and out and get out of some bad scenarios that would be disadvantageous to you. So, that's why the U-turn is there. Uh, for the third move, I have Steel Wing. <laughs> and I know motherfuckers is gonna laugh, like, wow. And then that weak-ass, uh, Steel Wing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not really an option uh, on a lot of Pokemon, because usually you'll have, like, a better, uh, coverage move that you could use instead of steel but i mean with this thing it does help because uh it is uh pretty much walled by uh 
rock type, so the steel wing is actually pretty good on this thing, because if not, those rock types are just going to wall the fuck out of you, but even then, <laughs> you could probably go for a steel wing on like a really defensive rock type, and they'll still probably eat up your steel wing, because that's how weak Pidgeot is, you know what I mean, so that's definitely something to take into account, but Pidgeot's, uh, his coverage options are already terrible as is, so at least it has something that it can hit rock types with, you know what I mean? So that's primarily why I have the uh, Steel Wing there. And then for the final move, um, this one I just split it up because the fucking Pidgeot doesn't even have like four good coverage moves that you can honestly run on it. And if you try to go the route of mixing it with like specials, so like you run a nature that... Uh, doesn't decrease your special attack even then that fucking special move isn't gonna do jack shit damage like a heat wave or hurricane because it's already so weak already you know so it's not even really worth it to do that so for the final move slot i put a uh, tailwind so at least in that case you know you could at least support your team and help them uh get the nice little speed boost for four turns right so you can still be semi-supportive right or you could also go for uh, Aerial Ace, right? So you have that base 60 flying type move where you're not going to be taking recoil. And at least you could just have something that will be able to hit your opponent, you know, and not have to take a recoil. And it's always going to land. So that's one of the benefits of Aerial Ace. But if you look at this moveset already, you're just like, damn, like this shit is pretty ass. You know what I mean? From Brave Bird... Uh, U-turn, steel wing, and then tailwind slash aerial ace. Like, that's how you know you're fucking your mon that's a choice scarf mon that's generally meant to be more offensive to be speedy and outspeed stuff, right? That's how you know this shit is trash. <laughs> that's how you know it's trash when your last move has to be a, uh, like aerial ace. I mean, you could, you could also run double edge, right? You could run double edge as your other stab option, right? So you could hit things fairly hard too. But I mean, you know, you're not going to hit anything super effectively with double edge, and it's just going to make it so Pidgeot is going to die even quicker because you already run Brave Bird, so you're going to have two uh, very high recoil attacks on your moveset. So I, I wouldn't really suggest it. That's why I just put the uh, Aerial Ace. Or if you really want that normal stab that bad, it does get headbutt, and you know, it does come with the 30% uh, chance to flinch. So that is a thing, but it's not like you're going to be making waves with this moveset. It's mainly just meant to outspeed things because uh, with the Choice Scarf, uh, Pidgeot almost reaches uh, 500 speed. So let me pull it up on the calculator here. So 331 times 1.5. It gets to, yeah, it gets to 496.5 speed. So it's going to be able to outspeed a lot of things. So that's the one thing that it does have going for it. So at least you'll be able to get the jump on things. But that's pretty much about it for the Choice Scarf set. You know, it doesn't really have too many other positives going for it. And... It's kind of sad, man, because I always grew up, you know, thinking Pidgeot is this, like, beast, this offensive monster. And then when you're trying to actually make movesets for it, you're just like, god damn, like, my options are so limited here, man. So, I hope that in, you know, uh, if it does appear in Scarlet and Violet, that they maybe give it, like, a buff. You know, for instance, uh, since it gets Double Edge and Brave Bird... 
maybe uh, they could give it an ability like Reckless, so at least that way it could take advantage of its like uh, its decent attack stat, right? And then with the Reckless, those attacks are just going to be hitting a lot harder, so at least that way Pidgeot can be more threatening in lower tiers, but as it stands right now, like this thing doesn't really do anything, you know? It's just a fairly uh, terrible Pokemon, especially when you compare it to a lot of... Uh, it's other regional bird variants, like, for instance, like, even fucking, I'd, I'd even pick Noctowl over fucking, uh, over Pidgeot, because at least Noctowl has some pretty good coverage options, and it has its own niches that it could fill, right? Or even, uh, third generation, you got Swellow, right? Like, I'd take, like, pretty much any regional bird, except for, like, Unpheasant, because that, that thing is just ugly as shit, right? <laughs> Literally, like, any of the other birds from all the other regions, like, they just easily surpass this thing because they could actually do something and be fairly good at it so hey if you're a Pidgeot fan you know I didn't really mean to upset you too much it's just the the cold hard truth man like it's not a very good competitive Pokemon albeit it does have a cool little uh legacy from the the first season of the anime right and it did look cool as fuck you know it's fucking bird Jesus like it does have a really cool design but you try to use this thing competitively, you know, you're just going to be fucking, you're going to be tearing your fucking hair out, just how terrible it is, but, hey, like I said, like I always say in every video, man, you know, Game Freak, they make certain Pokemon better than others, you know, they can't make every single Pokemon good, so, yeah, that's why they have the tier, that's why we have the tier systems that, uh, we made up online and everything, so we can, uh, we can actually rank all these guys and their viability, but yeah, that's my little uh, episode on Pidgeot. I honestly didn't even think this thing would get to 30 minutes, but most of it is just me roasting the fuck out of Pidgeot because literally there's only two movesets in this whole fucking episode, you know? So it's not a lot of shit to cover with this guy, man. But even then, I still made practically 30 minutes with this episode, so... You guys let me know what you thought about this episode. Um, maybe, you know, you thought I was being a little bit too harsh on Pidgeot, but... It's just the truth, man. That that fucking thing is ass. Like, it is straight booty cheeks. You know? Well, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, man. Y'all let me know what y'all thought. Peace. Wow. You made it to the end of the show. I truly do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard here and you want to continue to support my content, I'll have all my links down in the description below. And if not, I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs>